Hey friends, welcome back. This is season three of Thursday Thoughts of a Tea and I'm your amazing host, Angie H. And don't worry, just like every other season, we're gonna have amazing topics. We're gonna have amazing guests. We're gonna deal with our holistic health and we're gonna also dig into societal issues and the things that plagues us. Don't worry, cause I will also be that ray of sunshine on your cloudy day with my motivational moments. So be sure to meet me here every Thursday and have that cup of tea ready and I want you to sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I am your host Angie H and today ladies let's talk about fibroids. This is um, a condition that a lot of African-American women deal with. Um, and it's in high number. We don't really know why it's only us. You know, we can speculate. We can assume. I'm not going to go there today. Um, with my complete thoughts on why only African-American culture um, deal with fibroid. Um, a lot of times it is, you know, swept under. It's no big deal. Um, you know, things like that. I know for me personally. I have a very um, a very small one to the point that it's, it's small that it does not even um, require um, removing it. For whatever reason, the doctor didn't feel that um, it needed to be removed, that it wasn't going to cause any problems. But my thing is, can it grow? Can it get bigger? What if I'm doing all the wrong things um, to make it increase in size? Um, different things like that. But it is very common and it's a little bit too common. Okay. If you, if you ask me when it comes to our body and things that's not supposed to be there actually growing. Um, I know I have friends and people that have had to have fibroids removed and they were the size of golf balls. They was the size of a baby's head. It's just, this things like that. And it hurts. Um, it's uncomfortable. Um, it throws off your cycle, makes your cycle irregular. It's so many things that come along with having fibroid. Um, like I said, the pain, you know, different things like that. And for them to say, oh, it's no big deal. Or for them to not be able to tell us why, you know, it has been associated with the chemicals and different things that we put in our hair. Um, the different things in the environment is causing it. But why is it only affecting us as african-american women so let's get into it um everyone know if you, that's been here before know that i um study holistic ways to live our best lives um i have a holistic company on these choice organics i also do um health coaching and nutrition and things like that um so it's very um important to me that we find natural ways to heal ourselves. Um, not saying don't go to the doctor. You know, I, I always say I am not a doctor. So don't totally disregard what you are already doing per your doctor because you want to do it holistically. We just means that we, this just means that we have to find a way for you to incorporate a more natural lifestyle into what you're already doing because we don't want to throw our body in shock and be worse off because now we just want to disregard everything and just go natural. Um, it is 
good if you can do natural and heal your body because your body was created to heal itself. Um, sometimes we do so much damage, um, not knowing or not being aware, um, or not being cautious or just not taking care of our temples, period. Then it may take a little bit longer, but there is, it is possible. Um, we just got to, um, study. We have to understand and we have to be patient. Um, a lot of times people want to just, you know, call and I need, a, a capsule for this or can you make a tea for this and that and then when it doesn't happen right away because we have been tricked um that medicines and stuff work right away it's rapid okay but is it working to heal you or is it working to mask that is what you have to ask yourself when things work so fast um is it really doing what i need it to do or is it giving me more problems that i'm going to have to treat later those are the things that um i think that we've become so impatient um, when it comes to our health, that we're so used to rapid results, you know, we in a microwavable time that it has to happen fast or it does not work at all. But I say this often, you've heard me say it many times, it did not happen overnight, the bad decisions and the wear and tear on our bodies. It didn't happen in 24 hours. So stop expecting a natural remedy to happen in a week. Um, it may take 30 days for you to even notice that that herb is working. But the fact of the matter is that you know that, hey, it's going to work for good. Like I'm literally trying to heal my body. I don't want to no longer mask everything that's going on with me, right? So we have to really get out of that mindset that it's going to happen right away and not be so lazy that we don't want to put the work in for our health overall um holistic health is a is a lifestyle change um it's a journey it's a journey worth taking though like seriously and i know i get in those little stages where i'm like you know what i'm not in the mood but at the end of the day um just think back to our grandparents like those of us that were fortunate enough to have our grandparents live well past 90 almost 100 years old um that that was on both sides um what did they do what do they do then that we're not doing now? First of all, they had patience. Second of all, they created and made everything themselves. They knew what was coming out of that form. They knew what they used to create the garden and everything. They did everything themselves so they knew what exactly what they were putting in their bodies. Nowadays, we don't have the time. We don't have the time to... We, like, we, have, we are constantly on the go. You have... Um, parents that have to work, kids that have to go to school, you know, we are out so busy trying to um, manage life that we don't really have the time that our grandparents had, you know, they jarred, they can, everything that they did, they did it and they knew exactly what they were putting in their bodies. We don't know. All we can assume is that what's on that label is exactly what's in there. And this is the main reason why I really like creating my own herbal capsules like I don't go to GNC vitamin shop or anything like that I don't go to the shelves that says holistic or natural um and use any of those things because yes it may have that herb in it but they also have fillers mixed in um so it's just not that one component so when I create a capsule it's gonna have if it's a capsule for whatever and it has beetroot um licorice, vitamin C, or whatever, it is going to be that 
all natural herbal powder put in there and it's going to have three ingredients. It's not going to have a whole bunch of other stuff. It's going to have exactly what I said um, because that means that I have researched and put exactly um, what is needed to combat whatever we are trying to work on. Um, and I think we just need to really take our health seriously um, because there is, there's so much in the environment. It's so much out um, that we really don't know because it, it has to be a mass production of food. It has to be a mass production of all these different things. Um, and because we've studied a little bit and we know that this herb works for this, we will just run to the store and get it. Um, not knowing that, is it anything else in there that could affect us? Um, people are not taking the time out to study their medicines. I preach this. Um, you will not see a link on my website for you to buy anything from me. What you will see is a link to a consultation form so that I can find out about you because you can run and get uh, herb off the counter, but you're taking a blood pressure medicine or you're taking um, something for your cholesterol um, and then you're getting this and you're wondering why your numbers are fluctuating. You wonder why they're off. It's because that herb has interacted with your medicine because me medicine has synthetic components because it's created in the lab. And so they're interacting with each other. One is trying to heal. One might be masking. Now they're interacting with each other and now your blood pressure dropped and you don't know why. Because you didn't do anything different except for take a herb over the counter. So be very careful with that. But let's get back into this <laughs> fibroid. Um, so, you know, fibroids are like a, is a uterine, like a uterine growth. Um, and it's kind of like a solid or smooth, like a smooth muscle and it's, supports your uterus okay so what happens is it can get bigger in size like i said you can have them real small like i have like a really small one um or it can get really big but what symptoms you can look for to kind of see if you're not familiar if you have fibroids or not um would be your menstrual flow so my cycle is irregular um some months i have okay and then some months I'm just like extremely heavy and it's, and it's just not consistent. Um, sometimes it can affect your, like how you use the restroom. Um, you may have anemia from the bleeding, um, even a discharge, things like that. Um, and a really bad case, you have like a foul odor, like you can't really get rid of like yeast and different things like that. It could be painful doing sex. Um, so it's different, it's different things and different symptoms that you can kind of look at to see um, or kind of get an idea if you start to notice some of these things that, hey, you know, you might want to get, you might want to get checked, you know, like lower back pain, different things like that. And this it's, again, it's different herbal treatments, but first you need to pay attention to your body. Your body talks to you. Um, and I know we hate going to the doctor. We don't trust doctors. Um, but your body will talk to you. Um, you can even gain excess weight. It's hard for you to lose like your midsection and things like that. Um, those are some of the, the things that will give you sort of, and it, and it might not 
be fibroids, but this is just some of the symptoms that you can kind of um, pay attention to when your body is talking to you that could reflect that you do have um, a fibroid or something. And it, it warrants a, um, it warrants a visit to the doctor to even um, check it out. Um, a bad case could cause um, infertility or miscarriage. Um, constipation, like not being, you know, saying not being able to go to the restroom, different things like that. Those are some of the, the symptoms, um, of having a fibroid. Again, small fibroids, they may just check you regularly. They might not even try to do anything. Um, fortunately that, you know, fibroid tumors are benign. They're always benign. So that's, that's a good thing that it's not um, cancerous, but it's still uncomfortable. Like it's, it's still really uncomfortable to have to deal with something foreign being in your body that's causing these different types of, um, ailments or pains or different things like that. Um, some of the herbs that you can kind of try to take in for fibroids, um, black cohosh is a good one. Um, this actually will, you know, help with the bleeding. Um, it, it will also help like relieving some of the pain that you feel. Um, cinnamon. So cinnamon is good as well. Um, green tea, taking in green tea. Now you should avoid, um, caffeine, a lot of caffeine, but the small amounts in green tea, because it is, it has some caffeine, but it's still natural. Um, that is, that is good, but, um, excess like Coca-Cola and, you know, different things like that, that may, you know, eventually cause more problems. Um, so what happens is you need to reduce your estrogen in your body. Um, because when you produce too much estrogen, it feeds that fibroid and it can grow. Um, and so you want to find ways to reduce the estrogen in your body. So there is some things, um, that can help reduce, um, some things that you need to like stay away from different things like that. Um, <clears throat> so just being very mindful of the things that you're taking into your body. Um, so some of the herbs that you should avoid, um, and you know, again, like I say, we get so caught up on natural that we think that we can take everything. Um, and it's really not doing what you want it to do or what you think that it should do. Um, so you have to be very, very cautious of the things that you put into your body. So like if you are a woman that you know for sure that you have fibroids, some of the things that you need to stay away from, um, is fennel seed licorice um so those things those are just a few that you need to kind of stay away from um because what happens is it feeds estrogen to your body which is going to cause more problems for your fibroids um now some some things that you can do i'm gonna give you some things that you um you can do is um, because the estrogen is produced by body fat, change your diet. 
Um, I give you some of the, the foods that you should eat that you can incorporate into your diet. Um, or contraceptives, birth control, different things like that, that are high in estrogen. Now, I don't know if the doctor tell you, you know, that whenever you're <laughs> getting those birth control pills or whatever, um, I know that I had, I've always had reactions to birth control. Um, pills, everything like that, they would always make me sick. Depo, Provera, I was bleed for three months at a time. So I've always had a problem with the birth control. Um, and then when I was regularly taking my birth control, I still ended up with a daughter. She's seven. So, yeah, needless to say <laughs> that male birth control did not work, but um, just, you know, make sure you, if you know that you have a history of fibroids, just make sure that you talk to your doctor, hey, is this high in estrogen? Like, you know I got a fibroid. Sometimes you got to talk to these doctors because they will prescribe you what they want to prescribe you. You know what I'm saying? You have some amazing doctors out there, and then you have some that's about the money and about using you as a guinea pig so that they can further research. I mean, we don't know. So not saying that everybody's crooked, but I will say that you have to be your own advocate. You have to really um, take up for yourself. Hey, no, this, I've already researched this. This is high estrogen. I have a fibroid. I don't want to cause it to grow or cause myself to be more uncomfortable. Like you have to speak up for yourself. Don't just take somebody's word for it. Even if, even if it's with me, and I give you a herb or something, research for yourself because I make sure that everything that I do, I write it out. And then I follow up because I want to know if you had any reaction so that I will know that what I need to change. But that's why I always start off with your history. I need to know if you have allergies. I need to know if you're on medication. Those are the things, you know, people um, jump out here and just give you anything and they haven't even taken the time to find out about you. Like, be sure that somebody takes the time out to find out about you. Whether it's your herbalist, whether it's your doctor, whoever. Let, let them get to know you. Don't let them just force you anything because they want the money. Because this is your body. This is your life. Take up for yourself. Make sure that you take up for yourself. Um... So just, just be very, just take, um, just pay attention to your body. Just make sure that you keep your stress levels down, um, that you, you know, you try to work out when you can to just kind of keep your weight under control. And I know that it's, it's, it's hard, um, and stress period with everything that we going on, that, that is just a given. We are, we are stressed out. That is for sure. Um, but this is just some of the things and one of the, um, the things about the fibroid that it is ways that you can, um, eat to survive. I should say as, you know, like I said, as a nutritionist, we find other ways that, you know, food heals. Um, that is why your diet is vital, especially when you're dealing with different conditions, not just fibroids, but just different conditions, period. Food heals. Um, and I know that the food that heals us is like, you want more? <laughs> or um, 
and I know in our culture, we are used to eating a certain things because that's what we grew up on. So kind of like to change that entire meal plan is hard. Um, it's hard work. Um, and I know that for me, um, if you see me, you, you wouldn't know it, but I will put food. I love to eat like food is my happy place. I can sit and eat all day, but you know, at almost 40, and knowing that I have different things that I'm dealing with, and now I'm dealing with this whole hot flash, night sweat situation because hereditarily, um, perimenopausal is something that runs in my family. Like we, some of us go through menopause early. So now I got this whole situation. I'm, I'm like, come on, let me be great. Can we hold off and prolong a little bit of this stuff till I get a little bit older? <laughs> But hey, it's such as life, so we just gotta adjust, right? Um, so some of the things, some of the foods that you need to start adding to your diet when you want to um, shrink or even eliminate your um, fibroid: um, fresh and cooked greens, fresh fruit, um, you know, beans, grains, fish. Um, some people just switch to a Mediterranean diet. Um, and that's including all those um, things that I said. Um, and it by eating this, it's lower your risk and it can start to, you know, shrink the fibroid. Um, now, red meats, things like that can increase your risk. So, you know, try to stay with the lean, the lean meats as much as possible. Um, just exercising and I tell people exercise it doesn't matter if it's just walking around your block for 30 minutes um a little bit of cardio inside your home just doing something active um it it helps it helps more than you know um make sure that you avoid like high fat and processed meats um high fat and dairy products make sure you avoid those high salts you know refined sugars and carbohydrates and um things like that too much alcohol uh too much caffeine these are the things that you should avoid now just as much as possible try to include um high fiber foods um organic foods again with the leafy greens the whole grains and um, flat seeds is flat seed is good too um and you can start to, if you want to do supplements, like I said, there's different herbs that um, we can incorporate. But if you're looking for something over the counter, um, just start to incorporate like a B complex, um, some fish oil as well. This will help um, create a better hormone balance for you, which will help with your fibroid. Um, so this is just, this is just, some of the things, but um, I, I get a lot of um, women, including myself, that are dealing with fibroids and just trying to incorporate diff different things and changes in our lifestyle and diet as a whole. If that can contribute to helping us um, heal ourselves, um, in addition to whatever it is that you are already doing or what you've been told by your doctor, um, but it is, it is good to be able to, you know, kind of know what to stay away from and know what to incorporate so that we can, um, 
basically live better, um, live our best lives. We are already dealing with the stresses of the world and then to incorporate our health um, on top of that, it, it'll be kind of hard to function. So just um, start to make changes um, day by day. Don't force yourself to do something because one thing that we have to understand is when you jump right into something and you're forcing your body into something, um, you throw your body in a shock. Um, and so your body won't re won't react the way that you want it to do. So just gradually going into a change um, will help. Um, and it will help you be better all around, right? So that is what we want. We have children. We have goals. We have things that we want to see in our future. And we got to be healthy to do it. Like, we got to be healthy to cash these million-dollar checks. I mean, it's no point of becoming millionaires and we can't even enjoy the fruit of the labor that we put in for our whole lives. So we got to be healthy, right? So that is um, my thoughts. That is um, what I wanted to share about fibroid and... Of course, I'll be back on with different um, things and different ways to treat. So if you have any questions, be sure um, to send me a message um, at Anise Organics. Um, you can find me, Anise Charles Organics, on Facebook, Instagram, or you can leave a message right here um, in Anchor if you have any questions or concerns. But be sure that um, when it comes to these health segments, if it's something you don't understand or something that you want to know about, don't hesitate to let me know, right? Um, but right after this break, I will give you a black SS 365 and be sure to be the advocate for yourself, um, and for your body. You have one life to live. Um, so live it to the fullest. And if you have to change your journey and, um, make some lifestyle changes along the way, it'll be worth it in the end. Thank you for joining me. Be right back. you probably asking yourself as you listen to this amazing podcast week after the week who is angie h and it's quite simple i'm just a wife and a mother trying to use her platforms to empower and impact the world what platforms you ask anise charles organics a-n-i-s-e charles organics this is my holistic health company that i use health coaching holistic nutrition and herbal products to help you and to promote holistic living from the inside out, defining our purpose. This is the platform that I use my book, Inspirations, which is a journal devotional, as well as motivational videos. I take the time out to listen to you and help you navigate through your darkest times. But if you want to find out more about both of these platforms, just simply go to www definingourpurpose.com or as you're scrolling up and down your timelines on IG and Facebook, simply like my page or follow me at Anise Charles Organics A-N-I-S-E Charles Organics or Defining Our Purpose Hey guys and welcome back to Thursday Thoughts Liberty Let's get into this black excellence moment. Helen Dinkins um, was the first woman admitted to American College of Surgeons. The only black woman in her graduating class, Helen Dinkins earned her medical degree from the University of Illinois in Chicago in 1934. She completed her internship at Provident 
Hospital in Chicago, during which she treated patients with tuberculosis in impoverished communities. In 1945, Dr. Dinkins was the first black woman to receive board certification in obstetrics and gynecology. Five years later, she became the first black woman admitted as a fellow at the American College of Surgeons. She served as a director of the obstetrics department at Mercy Douglas Hospital in Pennsylvania for more than 12 years. So that is our black excellence moment, Helen Dinkins. Um, and it's amazing um, that we as a culture have made so many firsts um, when it comes to health um, and when it comes to medical. Um, finding that person that um, looks like us that actually cares about us and finding out how our body works and how we can heal it. So that has been our Black Excellence Moment, Helen Dinkins. Hey, so did you enjoy this week's episode? Well, I hope you did, but you know what you can do if you never want to miss another episode? Just simply subscribe to Thursday Thoughts of a Tea on all podcast platforms or follow me on IG at Thursday Thoughts of a Tea. Be sure that if you have any thoughts or concerns or any topics that you want to discuss, simply send me an email at definingourpurpose at gmail.com. Always remember, your thoughts are amazing. But sometimes they're even better when you're sipping on a hot cup of tea. See you next week here on Thursday Thoughts of a Tea with Angie H.